0: The arts, as you know, Jeff, are currently one of the most explosive growth opportunities in the metaverse, the new era where you don't need to have a big label to hold your stuff back in a shelf, or you don't have to have a promotion thing, say, if you don't deal with me, you don't get to work. You could be in a small town in Serbia or in Africa or in Central Asia and be as competitive as a top 50 label and have both the uh, copyright protection and the monetary secured That solves 80% of the issues with the arts.
1: That was Justin Locke speaking about just one of the many opportunities that the metaverse is creating, in this case, for artists. The metaverse and the opportunities it is and will create will be our focus on this episode, episode number 101 of Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. Hi everyone, welcome to Looking Forward, opportunities for job, career, business, and investment seekers. If that describes you, then this is the podcast for you. If you're a freelancer, a startup or small business, a well-established company, a nonprofit, or even someone thinking about a second or possibly a third career, this is for you too. You see, here in Looking Forward, we focus on global trends in the future, But most importantly, on the opportunities they're creating. Yes, we're all about opportunities here. Our guest experts will not only tell you about those opportunities, they will also give you some tips to help you take the first steps toward capitalizing on them. I'm your host, Jeff Ostroff. Hi, everyone. Today we're going to speak about a trend that's only beginning to take root. I'm speaking about. The metaverse. Like the internet, the metaverse seems to have been operating underground for a while, but now it's finally being spoken and written about quite regularly. And also like the internet, it's anticipated that the metaverse will bring with it a boatload of opportunities. In my conversation with our great guest expert, you're going to learn about what the metaverse is, what its implications are, and where it may take us in the future. More importantly, You'll learn about the wide spectrum of opportunities the Metaverse may offer you, almost no matter where your skills and interests lie or where you live. And in true Looking Forward Opportunities fashion, you'll also get some tips on how to take the first steps toward capitalizing on one or more of these opportunities. To help us do that, we've brought on a Metaverse expert. He's Justin Locke. Justin Locke is a proud Oregon State University alum. After receiving his MBA at OSU, Justin held leadership positions with multiple Fortune 500 companies. After years of creating and leading corporate blockchain, cryptocurrency, and omniverse programs, now here we're talking about both metaverse and -and brick-and-mortar programs, Justin opted for early corporate retirement. Today, he's a top executive with a professional minor league Omniverse Sports Partnership known as the Omniverse Sports League. You'll find more information about Justin by visiting our website, www.jeff-ostroff.com. Well, hi, Justin. Welcome to Looking Forward.
0: I'm really excited to be here and excuse the pun, but I'm looking forward to it.
1: (laughs) You're not the first that has said that, Justin. And I sued every one of them. I don't want to scare you. (laughs) (laughs) Justin, you are an expert on the metaverse. I, as I've told you in the past, when we've had a nice chat, am not an expert on technology. I have backed into it. I think it's a wonderful thing if used properly. And I'm certainly not an expert on the metaverse. And that's why you're on the show. So I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing with our listeners what the metaverse is, in layperson's terms?
0: Great question. I look at the metaverse as a true digital opportunity to use more secure ways of expressing code, decisions, visualization, under the base technology called blockchain, which we'll talk about later in the podcast. And the metaverse is really the digital realization of blockchain-based platforms. So in today's websites, when you go online in the traditional code, There's some great shopping opportunities. There could be ways to interact. But it's not secure, and it uses a bunch of code put together. The metaverse really is the more elegant new era of the way to digitally express things. And the metaverse specifically is using the visualization to make it be as much of the human experience as possible.
1: That is excellent. Just a couple of quick comments. I had a wonderful guest on the show, Justin, it must be over a year ago, Edgar Mm -hmm. Fernandez. He spoke about blockchain technology, and I never would have thought that blockchain was linked to the metaverse, and it's interesting to hear you speak about that, and we will come back to that. The other thing is, I might ask you also, briefly speak to us about code. You're using the word code. It sounds like the FBI. What do you mean by code? No, I think that's great. And I also want to stress that how
0: there is no one expert in technology today, there's no one expert in blockchain. But if you were to actually look at the lines of digital instructions, even in this podcast, there are oceans of digital instructions that apps use to say, record Jeff, record Justin, have this be interactive, have this sound this way. If you're on an Apple phone, here's the default, insert user experiences here all of that has to be told by machines in their languages. In today's world, there's no one big platform. So you'll see things like halfway through a podcast, it might crash. Or you may see that when you go to the bank, the ATM doesn't work. Or when you buy tickets to the ballet, it crashes. That's not because your hardware is broken. It's because the instructions failed. So blockchain basically says, hey, Let's simplify the playing field. Let's use the opportunity that we've learned as a digital society. Let's use encryption so Vladimir Putin can't stop us, but also let's democratize it to whether you're in Philadelphia, Auckland, New Zealand, or in a developing country, you can actually create new careers and experiences that previously would have cost been prohibitive. So it's a very exciting opportunity both to advanced technology, but also to democratize opportunity.
1: Boy, Justin, you are hitting the big buzzwords there. Especially Mm -hmm. when you say opportunity, that's what Looking Forward is all about. Thank you for sharing that, and you really are breaking this down in about as simplistic a fashion as you can. I wonder if you could tell us just briefly about what got you interested in Metaverse. I'm a very ordinary,
0: non-special person. I come from a family of very limited means. I would say that the one thing I've always taken pride on is a work ethic and a need to look forward because I came from a family where we didn't have the opportunities. I was not only the second one in my family ever go to college, I was the second one in my family ever go to high school. So I knew growing up in Redmond, Washington, with an Italian family, right as Microsoft took off, I saw that technology was giving poor folks a way in, not just to have a better life, but to have their culture, their ideas, the work that meant to them really be realized. And I fell in love with the concept of empowering yourself through technology to help the people that you love. As we all saw in the rapid advancement, in the 1990s was the first time you could have an email. Then in the early 2000s was the first time you could have a static website. And then in the 2010s, there was dynamic shopping and the rise of the Amazon you saw the rapid advancement of technology. But for me, the metaverse took me back to my roots, which is I want working folks like myself and my family to be empowered. I want them to look forward to their own career goals and dreams and to not be boxed out of technology with a lot of high entrance barriers. And I believe that that was where around 2016, I fell in love with the blockchain and the metaverse because I thought, you know what? In a different universe, my grandparents, if they've been here, they could have actually had a deli on the metaverse. And that was where I thought it's my moral obligation to really get as many people onto it in a way that's authentic to them.
1: That is terrific. And this comes back to what you said before, Justin, which is the democratization of things. This is a perfect segue into talking about the metaverse outside of the U.S. because we're not just focused on the United States. We're looking at the metaverse in a global sense, which you've alluded to. And I should tell everybody that Justin is actually from the Naples area of Italy. And if you listen to the way he speaks English, I feel embarrassed because here's (laughs) a guy who's probably speaking three or four languages. And here am I. I struggle with Spanish when I try to speak it. So you're shaming me, Justin. Your English is marvelous. And kudos to you for that. So tell us a little bit about the globalization or the global aspects of the metaverse. This show originates, as you know, from the United States. But we have many listeners who aren't here. And quite frankly, Justin, that's the way I want it to be. I want this to be global. Let's hear you talk about the metaverse in its global sense.
0: Well, you know, your story also resonates, which is I was very fortunate to be able to work at a very progressive Fortune 100 company, the sports industry, leading a lot of their new technology, and I was able to early retire, and although at 48 years young, I don't consider this retiring, but me and a couple of colleagues were able to acquire a real-world Sports league that does real world sports and the metaverse esports gaming called the Omniverse Sports League. And what's amazing is we have athletes and gamers and coaches from 31 different countries. Wow. So by definition, we basically are being rightfully held accountable by our global teams and fans to have democratized experiences. Now, why this is very exciting is to me, the real realization of the metaverse, which again is just the visual digital expression of blockchain-based web experiences is really realized when a single mom in Africa can have a $25 analog phone, an Android phone, and if she can truly use the metaverse to advance her own career goals, her own economic interests to connect with her culture, then we've made it. And that is the moral obligation side that I see of the metaverse, which is We want to have the lowest cost possible on the hardware, the lowest entrance barriers. And we want folks whose only challenge really is that they're living far away from Manhattan, the the financial center, we want them to have the same opportunities, if not more, as anyone from Goldman Sachs, because that is the only way that technology will truly bring the human rights part of it. And that's an important opportunity, no matter what sector, what country, what background you have.
1: Very well spoken. When you talk about the individual in Africa and probably even more so the omniverse, these are examples of both how it is happening and yes. how it can happen. So yes. there is a momentum to this then across the world. There's a momentum here, right?
0: Correct. I mean, we have athletes and coaches who are Ukrainian who are in Ukraine. And so we're able to help with this technology to not just about our sports league, but just for them to leverage their own projects to support their families, to keep information safe. These are real world issues. And the thing that I want all of our listeners to understand is it's not about boiling the ocean. It's about really further evangelizing what you're passionate about, whether you're in the postal service, a deli owner, whether you own a large bank, Whether you may close, if you find what you're most passionate about and then say, if these friction points were reduced, if these areas of fraud were reduced, I could be three, four, 10, 50 times more efficient. Once you can articulate the need, the technology is out there. But the most empowering part about looking forward is spending the legwork to say, how could you simplify and amplify what you care about? And now you're living in an era where the technology can back up those statements.
1: I definitely want you to elaborate on that. Looking forward, as people who listen to this podcast know, is about opportunities. You started talking about that. What opportunities, Justin, do you believe that the metaverse offers to any of the following groups? You could pick one or all of them. Job and career seekers, entrepreneurs, freelancers, investors, small business or large businesses. That's our Mm -hmm. entire audience. But you can pick any one of them, please. I believe fundamentally the one unifying opportunity
0: looking forward to any group is to own your own wealth creation narrative. And what I mean by that is, in today's current economic paradigm, how money is printed, lent, how decisions are made, how taxes are implemented, are a combination of, no matter what country you're in, of bureaucratic decisions and technology that doesn't play nice together. In a metaverse, a blockchain-based way of decision-making, you can truly create your own story through your own intellectual property, the proof that you were the first one to do it. You could have that recorded in a blockchain. You could use a metaverse to innovate without having to spend your life's fortune flying to Manhattan. You can use the digital of the metaverse of actually co-innovating with thought space leaders across the world. And if you're in countries where they don't let you to travel, you can actually have an equal voice. You can use the metaverse and blockchain to actually have sales and the, the legal transfer of money in countries that allow it. And if countries don't allow it, you can still have the intellectual property part. It really is the dream of entrepreneurship where the key is the technology reduces the entrance barrier so that you're not out spending a life's fortune in loans trying to buy your way in. And I mean that lovingly. You can actually the platforms evangelize who you are but there's a flip side. It's a lot of work. There's no magic metaverse button that makes you a neurosurgeon. There's no metaverse button that says you can buy off all of your family's debt. But what it does say is if you have an idea that you can simplify and reduce the current bureaucracy, you have a global audience that has never been seen in our lifetimes or any lifetime before. And that is the real empowering ethos of the metaverse, which is no matter what your last name is no matter what culture you're born in no matter what your town tells you you can or can't be you get to write your own story and economically prosper for it now i don't want to overpromise jeff because as you and i both know in our industry there's a lot of folks that have the dangling of the overnight success for everyone but what i'm saying is you don't have to invest a life's portion of debt you can truly have the global market decide And that
1: truly is all anyone can ask for. It sounds like almost unlimited opportunity and potential. I want to come back to you about that with some questions that will require some specific examples. Picking up on what you had just talked about, Justin, which is here's a potential opportunity for lots of people who have a passion about something to actualize that using the metaverse. Let me give you a few examples so that our listeners can Maybe get a better grasp about this. Let's take an accountant. Let's take a postal service worker. And let's take an artist. Can you take each one of these and fairly simply explain to us, how would each of these individuals capitalize on the metaverse? Capitalize in a positive sense.
0: Yeah, and I I agree with you. The power of the looking forward is you can be both a good human being and wealthy. It's, It's not either or. So I would say first for the accountant, if you retired tomorrow and wanted to either go on your own or work with a different firm, is most Fortune 500 companies shockingly still make critical financial decisions in Excel or spreadsheets that are emailed and fat fingered, and information is lost. So overnight, it has already exists today in large and small firms. Financial accounting decisions through blockchain have both the decision rights it has the encryption to prove it hasn't been falsified, and it unifies information where instead of an accountant going through oceans of paperwork that may or may not be accurate or complete, the blockchain actually allows you to be strategic. And so you could either go to a firm and say, I would like to take my accounting skills and work with your technology team to translate that into your blockchain. You don't have to be a technologist, but you could be a process improvement person. Or you could also choose to say, I would like to hire a blockchain coder, which is becoming much more standard, even with college graduates, to build me a small business where when I'm helping clients, we're using the blockchain, not the proverbial 50 shoeboxes of invoices that may or may not be authentic. And that could happen tomorrow because it exists today, including in my wonderful city of Portland, Oregon. Now, let's talk about the postal worker When I look at the postal worker, I look at that as a staple fabric of any culture because you are keeping information going. And so I would say that if your passion is communication or empowerment, you can do the same workflows where maybe you're working on the logistics side about how to get information shipped, packaged. Or if you're interested in the human side, it could be about how do I democratize having information sent securely? Like if you have an aunt and uncle in Ukraine, for example, and you don't want the Russian government to hack you. Those are real-world examples of empowering people through the love of your postal work that you can either work with a company or, again, relatively inexpensively, have someone build a solution for you. And third, the arts. The arts, as you know, Jeff, are currently one of the most explosive growth opportunities in the metaverse. The new era where you don't need to have a big label to hold your stuff back in a shelf, where you don't have to have a promotion thing say, if you don't deal with me, you don't get to work. You could be in a small town in Serbia or in Africa or in Central Asia and be as competitive as a top 50 label and have both the copyright protection and the monetary secured. That solves 80% of the issues with the arts. You don't have to be a technologist, but if you see the, the common thread, you need to have a vision of where do you want to reduce the friction and amplify the value. And that is critical to actually realizing it in a metaverse, blockchain-based opportunity.
1: Great examples, Justin. I really hope you're enjoying this episode so far. If you are, can you please do me a small favor? Let some of your family members, friends, or others in your network know about it and about looking forward opportunities for job, career, business, and investment seekers. And hey, if you happen to like this podcast, my interviewing approach, or maybe even my voice, please consider checking out some of the many services my business provides. These include podcast hosting creation and consulting, voiceovers, professional interviewing, production of audio or video profiles to help you sell your business, promote your services, increase your customers or raise funding, event hosting and meeting facilitation, and services to help you market to the large and growing seniors population. That's something I've actually written a book about. To learn more, please visit www.jeff-ostroff.com. You can also email me at jeff at jeff-ostroff.com. Now let's get back to this episode of Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. Justin, this is something else we like to do with Looking Forward. You talk to people about, well, if you're an accountant, you're an artist, you work for the postal service, here is the possibility that exists for you out there. What are some concrete tips that you can give to our listeners, no matter what endeavor they're involved with, on how they can tap into more of these opportunities? I'm going to throw something at you as a starting point. Do they have to know a lot about blockchain? You keep talking about blockchain. What do people need to do?
0: I think it's a great question. And you and I, we've talked a lot outside of the podcast about giving people as many levers and also acknowledging that not everyone is a technologist. But I would also say this. I would give the same advice for people's health care, their financial care, their careers. The more that you invest into understanding the nuances of your decisions, statistically, you have a better chance at it. Now, I acknowledge there's some things that I'm really good at. I'm really good at languages. I'm a respectable athlete. I do financial strategy. But my daughter is an artist. She was born an amazing artist. I will never be what Natalia is, and that's okay. So I don't want anyone to feel that there is any minimum or maximum literacy. But what I would say is, you be in control of the narrative. Don't let the terms dominate your dreams. I would always just say that I think there's enough respectable use cases on YouTube or other platforms. If you typed in accounting and blockchain, art and blockchain, medicine and blockchain, I've, through my work, pressure tested it. I found that a lot of them are refreshingly down-to-earth, visual. They use the real people from the industry. That's a great, easy way to start that. By dinner time tonight, you can have real-world examples. To be more proactive, looking forward in your own career, the blockchain movement is becoming much more standard in colleges, and those young people are desperate to learn more. So I would say, reach out to a local community college or college, say, I'm thinking about in the future getting into blockchain metaverse, you will find young people lining up to tell you about how the code works, to give you visual things, even before any cost happens, because it's in the young person's internship perspective, it's in the young person's way of building portfolio, you're democratizing the opportunity by you being a real-world person in the career. So those are two examples where the YouTube by dinnertime, the college by the end of the week, you yourself will be miles ahead of where you were on a Monday, and that's a great starting point.
1: And those are great tips. And what I also love about this is one of the things we talk about on Looking Forward is what students might want to major in or where the opportunities might be for the soon-to-be or recent grads. And you've just hit on something right there with what you said. Justin, Looking Forward is, of course, also about looking into the future. Mm. What's your best guess as to how the metaverse is going to evolve through the rest of this decade?
0: You know, there are two camps. If you ask Mark Zuckerberg up in Seattle, and Mark's done well for himself, and I wish him well, you know, I think that there is a group of folks that see a world of heavy goggle usage, where you are living in the metaverse as a alternative through hours through your day to the current universe. I'm in the other camp, which is, I don't believe that that's healthy nor needed. I do see that just how electricity-empowered culture just how being able to use typewriters and then computers and now phones, I see that the metaverse, which again is blockchain-based ways of expressing decisions digitally, will truly democratize economic and cultural and intellectual opportunity no matter where you are in the world. And I see it in devices that will be under $50. That will be the trend that's already here, but I would say that will be the new normal like I have friends from college who are back in Central Africa, and they said that many of their friends and colleagues can get a respectable phone now for $20 and do business. I expect that those phones will be able to handle the horsepower needed for the metaverse. I also see a world in the far, far off world of, say, two to three years from now, where the narrative of how all of our different hardware devices will actually be tied through the metaverse to things like your home, your apartment, your car, your insurance decisions, everyone will have a strategic way of making decisions, which is exciting. But it also means that you need to really do your homework to fully maximize it. But what I would say is I don't see a world of goggles. I don't see a world of starships flying around, but I do see a world where two or three years from now, the things that we see in movies are a part of everyday life in a good way.
1: Wow, that sounds incredible. I just want to uh, cite something for you and just get a quick comment from you. I read something, I'm going to actually look at it right now, says the metaverse will infiltrate every sector in the coming years, culminating in a market opportunity worth more than $1 trillion in annual revenues, according to JP Morgan. Does that sound like hype to you or does that sound real to you?
0: Well, considering the fact that in the United States, the last stimulus package was $1.1 trillion, I don't think that that number should scare us off. I support that statement based on the facts, but I also think that there's a deeper calculus, which is there will be new economic decision-making that will not require the USD, that will not require the euro, that will not require Chinese currencies. And so the real unlock, I believe, is the way that we control and grow will be something that this world has never seen before, and that is something that by the end of this decade, I believe that we will live in a world where you go on to your local deli, and they'll say, you want to pay in your national currency or regional currency or a cryptocurrency, and that'll be as normal as saying debit card or cash.
1: Wow. Big changes lying ahead, and a lot of it sounds very, very positive. Are there other opportunities that you see that maybe we haven't hit upon here, Justin, as we're getting towards the end of our conversation?
0: I would say that one of the central opportunities also is in cultural preservation, which I think is very important to me. And I think that every one of us has our own family story, our community story, our cultural story, or how we self identify. And I believe that the blockchain is a way to permanently record your family history, your history, a narrative history. And I also believe that there will be a time when you'll be able to record your loved one's videos in a metaverse and three-dimensionally experience your family a 100 years from now in a way that the new generations will be able to interact with members of your family in a way that's authentic, that's personal and protected. Now, that sounds like science fiction, but it really is nothing more than 50 years ago, no one could afford having family films. 20 years ago, no one thought about having YouTube recording family memories. We are going to be at the end of this decade. We're in a $50 phone. A small hologram will be able to actually three-dimensionally, in a protected blockchain format, share family memories. And imagine a world where you'll be able to influence in a good way generations long after our journey is over. And that's the human rights side of it that truly inspires me even more than the wealth.
1: That is remarkable and believable for me because I've seen so many things change in my lifetime so far, things that I never could have imagined. I'll mention one very simple thing to you, Justin. Back in my day when I was a teenager, we could only imagine. We would talk about picking up a phone and in my case, calling a girl and having a conversation with her and being able to see each other on the phone. That was like unbelievable. Could that ever happen? So nothing surprises me and I can really get it when you talk about that. Before we tell people how to get a hold of you, Justin, is there anything else that you would like to share about the metaverse that you think that the people listening to this podcast, who again might be anywhere in the world, might want to know about, learn from, this is your chance to share that, please.
0: You know, you and I talked about, my friend, that this decade, the roaring 20s has not been easy in a bunch of different ways, and yet somehow the human condition in a good way perseveres. My call to action for your listeners is even taking a step back about the nuances of how to get involved in the metaverse, which by the way, any of us say this lovingly, by dinner time, Jeff and I are at challenging you by dinner time either do a video, log on, or read an article, because we believe in you. But I look at the deeper issues, the causes of war, of unfairness, how laws can be manipulated. I think about how my family, they're really their only misfortune was they didn't speak the language and they didn't believe in themselves. I think looking forward, and I know Jeff you'd say the same way, our call to action with the metaverse is re free yourself to your goals, get rid of all the negative architecture that you've collected, not your fault, but that, that life has architected, set that aside. Do not cap who you are as a human being, and the more that you free the way that you problem solve, interact, that you grow wealth, that you grow knowledge, the way that you don't label yourself, the metaverse will take you to heights that truly you've never believed in yourself. That part won't happen overnight, but I do believe, Jeff, in our lifetime, We will see great social ills solved. We will see great economic ills solved. We will see a truly new era of cooperation in a way that's protected, low entrance barrier. And I think that that has to start with looking in the mirror for who do you really want to be the rest of your life's journey? And then the technology help you get there.
1: Wonderful. To your comment about having a better world for all of us, which is what you certainly alluded to there, Justin, It can't happen fast enough, in my opinion. Let it happen tomorrow. In addition to your learning people. Justin, this has been phenomenal. You've taken a very, in my opinion, complicated subject. You've simplified it. You've made it practical. You've given people some things to think about and to do. How can they find out more about you, what you're doing, how they can get in touch with you, tap into your expertise? Please share. Like I
0: said, because of our sports league has athletes and coaches from 31 different countries, we simplify the playbook, which is either look me up on LinkedIn or there. if you Google me, there are multiple different ways or platforms, Justin Locke, L-A-C-C-H-E. I'm happy to respond. And or if you go to omniversesportsleague.com, which will send the link, I have a direct click and talk to Justin. I'm always happy to get on the phone. It may take me a few days. My ask for your listeners is, don't self-filter, there's no bad questions. It is, as you, Jeff, have evangelized, it's in the globe's interest to get people on Web3 blockchain metaverse, so it's not in imposition position on me. I would say start there, and my commitment is, I have very good turnaround time for responding, and also in a way that is tailored to folks. And by the way, this may be shocking, but I don't charge people money to ask me questions. I know that's a very shocking concept, Jeff. <laughs> I would just say reach out and I'll share you what I know and I will also be honest with what I don't know so that you can on your own have your own journey.
1: That's great, Justin. A consultant who doesn't charge people. You hear that? He doesn't charge. He doesn't even wear a watch. How could he possibly how could he possibly charge? Uh, yeah. Justin, this has been exceptional. I appreciate so much your being my first guest on the second one hundred. Yes episodes of Looking Forward. And I will leave by telling everybody this. Justin is the only person, I said the only person, who I've ever communicated with on the platform LinkedIn, who talked back to me in a phone call through LinkedIn. I actually heard his voice. I don't know how to do it. He did it. He knows his stuff. Maybe that's metaversical. There's a new word. Anyway, Justin, thanks again. Great having you on the show.
0: Jeff, you're a great thought space leader, my honor. Thank you so much. My pleasure.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Looking Forward, opportunities for job, career, business, and investment seekers. I hope you've enjoyed it and will benefit from it. And if you did like it, please share this episode with anyone you know who you think might also find it of value. And if you have any comments or questions about Looking Forward, or any suggestions for future topics or guest experts, you can reach me at the website www.jeff-ostroff.com or through my email address jeff at jeff-ostroff.com. Thanks.